Hello and welcome to the first Gardner Leader podcast. My name is Andrew Shipp. I am a legal executive in the litigation team here at Gardner Leader, and I will be your host for what I hope will be a regular series of podcasts featuring various members of the Gardner Leader team talking about topical legal issues. Our third podcast is a two-part affair in which we will look at some potential legal issues for employers regarding social media. In the first part, we will look at the use of social media in the recruitment process, and in the second part, potential disciplinary issues relating to postings by employees on social media sites, and how best to deal with this from an employer perspective. To discuss these topics, I'm delighted to, uh, to welcome my colleague, Julie Taylor. Julie, hello. Hi there. Thank you for joining me today. <coughs> Julie is an associate solicitor in Gardner Leaders Employment Team. Uh, Julie, the use of social media by employers in the recruitment process seems to be becoming more widespread. Uh, is this your view sort of based on the clients that you've met with recently? Yes, it seems to be. It's fairly standard. I think that employers, if they're looking at a potential candidate for a role, will do a bit of a Google search to see what information they can find out there, perhaps on their Facebook site or their LinkedIn page. Mm -hmm. um, what I find employers are less aware of are some of the potential pitfalls or the risks that they could expose them to is using that as part of their standard practice. Sure. So what sort of risks are there for employers? Well, firstly, you've got potential pre-employment discrimination. So employees are protected under the Equality Act even before their employment starts. Okay. So where there's a potential area of vulnerability is if you carry out a search of a candidate's online Facebook page and you discover information about perhaps their sexuality or their religion that is then used as part of the basis for rejecting their application, for example, um, the candidate could bring a successful discrimination claim on the back of that. The obvious answer I can hear you all thinking is that the employer would simply give a different reason for refusing to take on that yeah, um, candidate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what if that candidate were to make a subject ac access request under the data protection legislation mm -hmm. and they find a personnel file that includes an incriminating email perhaps or some notes that gives them a good piece of evidence to show yeah. that that did motivate the decision making. Mm. Um, the other area is that if you are looking at Facebook and recording any of this information that you, you discover, then you're likely to be become processing information for the purposes of the data protection okay, legislation. Yeah. And it's sort of the recording of that sensitive personal information that, that triggers that. What that essentially means for employers is that they need to make sure they comply with the data protection rules and regulations and that they've got a good policy in place. Um, one of the things that is worth looking at if this is an issue in your business is the guidance that gets issued by the Information Commissioner. Oh yeah. Um, one of the points that's relevant to this is that employers should ensure that their candidates um, for the job roles, or even their employees if it's during the course of the employment relationship, are made aware that this type of background search and check is going to be carried out, and that secondly they've got an opportunity to respond to any information that's gathered as part of that process. Right, okay. Um, I suppose the only other area that potentially comes up, and it might be a little bit more during the employment relationship than strictly mm -hmm. during the recruitment process, is the human rights angle or arguments that employees often cite that they're, if Facebook's being used, then it's infringing their right to private and family yeah, sure, life. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, or perhaps even their right to freedom of expression, for example. Um, and it could particularly come into play if the employer was deciding to dismiss them for something that they'd found out during the course of their employment. Okay. Um, Obviously, for the unfair dismissal legislation, if any um, decision to dismiss is in breach of the human rights legislation, it would be found to be unfair. So it's another area, potentially, to, just to be mindful of. There are other counter-arguments about whether it's been put in the public domain and, and various other bits and pieces as well. So. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, thank you very much for your input, Julie, on that side of the matter. 
Uh, in part two of the podcast, uh, Julie will be looking at potential uh, disciplinary issues that may arise uh, from the use by employees of social media sites. Uh, please do listen to that podcast as well once it goes online. Um, if you have any questions arising from today's subject or ideas for future podcasts, please do contact either Julie or myself. Julie is on Twitter and her handle is at julieT underscore GL. Alternatively, she can be reached by email at j.taylor at gardner-leader.co.uk. <clears throat> I can be reached on Twitter at Andrew uh, S underscore GL or my email address a.ship, that's S-H-I-P-P, at gardner-leader.co.uk. Well, thank you very much for listening and I look forward to speaking with you next time.